Well, my friends, it's always a very special moment in the life of the parish uh, to annually celebrate the feast of its patron. Uh, and in particular for us this night, uh, celebrating St. Francis of Assisi, uh, the great patron of our parish, of this church building, St. Francis of Assisi, uh, who is really, uh, he lived, right? If the Christian is supposed to be another Christ, he lived that probably in one of the ways that most people would say, ever, right? Like you want to, every saint in the history of the church, who was the most alter Christus? Who was the most other Christ? Like another Christ walking the earth. Most people, you know, you get everyone to answer that question anonymously. You're going to have a lot of Francis Assisi in there, right? He was. He um, just lived this life of total conformity to Jesus Christ. That he uh, stripped himself of uh, all worldliness. You know, Francis um, was a young man and he was really in, into worldly pursuits, particularly worldly military conquests. Wanted to be a great knight. And after he was wounded and captured in battle against the neighboring, Sisi, uh, the neighboring city to Assisi, Perugia, um, he had this real conversion experience and found that it's the worldly stuff is not going to, be, not going to satisfy him. Uh, rather, only God alone would. Uh, and in that moment, rather than going after worldly pursuits, um, Francis then espoused lady poverty. Uh, lady poverty. That poverty became a hallmark for Francis' life. That he wanted to give away all that he had. In fact, he got into some trouble because he didn't just give away what he had, he gave away what his father had. And that got him into some trouble. Uh, he was denounced before the bishop. Uh, and then in that, again, you know, another real moment of grace in his life, he, um, in the presence of the bishop and the whole town, uh, he divested himself of everything. He actually gave it all away. If you would follow me, deny yourself. He gave everything. You lack one thing, our Lord told the rich young man. Go sell what you have and give to the poor. Francis did this. He totally uh, gave away everything in that moment, um, renouncing all claim to material support that he would have being the son of a merchant uh, in Assisi uh, and espoused lady poverty. And Francis, with the beautiful scene, praying in the church of San Damiano uh, that Father Harris mentioned in his sermon last night, praying in the church of San Damiano, and there he heard uh, the cross, the San Damiano cross, um, speak to him, the Lord speak to him from the cross, Francis, rebuild my church, which is falling into ruins around you. And so Francis, being a simple Italian man, um, started going and trying to just rebuild up this little chapel um, where he had found that cross. Uh, and he didn't realize at the time that the Lord was asking something so much deeper. Um, uh, G.K. Chesterton, in his uh, little short book on St. Francis of Assisi, which if you haven't read it and you're a parishioner here, you got to read it. Okay, Chesterton's beautiful little book on St. Francis of Assisi. Um, and he says, you know, our Lord, again, says in the gospel, um, which man among you, when, you're, when his son asks for a loaf of bread, would hand him a stone? And just how ironic is it that Francis then goes and starts asking for stones rather than loaves of bread so that he can rebuild the church? Uh, and what he did is in that little moment of just trying to rebuild the church 
and lived poverty, some of his former friends uh, began to see the tremendous effect that took place in his life, the tremendous change uh, that all this had, uh, and the peace that he had in his soul, living in this absolute poverty, and then they began to live this way as well. Uh, and again, it's just a small, it was a simple, uh, gr- you know, very grassroots thing uh, that Francis, in uh, just living out the commands of the gospel, right? How many times can you just point to something in the gospel and say, Francis of Assisi did that, and he did that, and he did that. Take my yoke upon you, our Lord says in the gospel tonight. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, that Francis took upon himself the yoke of the Lord. And here's something to remember with all of the saints, you know, the imagery of what happens with that. Where do we get yokes? Where, where does that, we're not in a, we're not a farming culture anymore, really. Um, and so we don't understand this. But what does a yoke come from? A yoke is what you use for oxen. And how do you yoke oxen? You yoke them together. Right? Oxen are yoked together, two by two. And what you would do if you're a smart farmer is you would take an older, experienced ox and you yoke it to a younger one that didn't have a clue what it's doing. And that the younger one would learn by carrying the load with the older one. So when our Lord says, take my yoke upon you, he's not saying just you do it on your own, no. We are yoked side by side with the Lord. And as the Lord carries the cross, we carry it with him. We share the burden with the Lord, and he shares our burden with us. And Francis lived this in his life. He was so closely yoked, tied to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that he was in that beautiful relationship. Um, He lived it. He lived real conformity to Jesus Christ in his life, espousing lady poverty, living with total joy, to the point that when he went to Rome, because this little band would need the support of the Pope, um, that the Pope at the time had a a dream. Uh, The Pope had had a dream that the church is now falling down. The beautiful big Rome Basilica is one of them, I think John Lateran, was falling down. And there's this little man holding, you know, he's got his back pressed up against it, holding it up. And that was Francis, when he met Francis the next day, that was Francis of Assisi. This little man, living the spirit of the gospel, living it radically, holding up the church of Jesus Christ. This is what the saints do. What can some little poor, barefoot Italian man do. He's holding up the church of Jesus Christ. He did it in his life and he is our patron because we have to do it in our lives. We are called to rebuild the church of Christ, which is falling into ruins in many ways. So many people leaving the church, so many problems in the church in our time in a real way. And so we just have to start here, now, in our parish. We just start here, now. St. Francis of Assisi Parish, rebuild my church. Start here and now. And as we live in conformity with Christ, as we take the yoke of Christ upon us, he again shares our burdens and we share his. 
the life of the saints holds up the church of Christ. As much as there's institutional chaos sometimes, as much as there seems like there's institutional incompetence sometimes, as much as we may not like this or that, it's the holiness of the saints that holds up the church. And this is what our patron, St. Francis of Assisi, teaches us. The holiness of the saints holds up the church of Jesus Christ. And so we tonight, inspired by his example, we need to be saints. Our patron saint is a saint who's probably more like Christ than anyone else who's lived in the last 2,000 years. So we have a, a high task. We have a great call to live this. We have a great call to follow his example, follow his call to great holiness. Um, little Francis, just doing the small daily stuff. Uh, just trying to live one day after another, more and more living the gospel. Francis lived the gospel in an incredible way. The world, at the time of Francis, um, was really coming out of uh, a time of real paganism. Pagan, paganism had pretty much ended. Um, and it was, uh, you know, Francis, that's where he's able to sing these beautiful, all creatures of our God and King, uh, brother, son, and sister, moon. That now the pagan religions, um, through the example of this little man, uh, were being baptized, really. Uh, that all was being brought back into the worship of the one true God. Um, and Francis, there's a little story, and it, it applies to modern pop culture. Um, it comes again from Chesterton's Life of St. Francis. Um, that He was called the troubadour of God, who's like God's court jester, right? Let's just be the little court jester of Almighty God. And uh, court jesters of Francis would regularly uh, do handstands. Apparently, he was a little bit of an athletic guy, so he would love to do handstands. And what can you see? When you, do hand, when you do a handstand, what happens? You look out at all of the world, and you see it's not stable. Rather, it's hanging in the sky. It's hanging upside down, only being held there by the goodness of Almighty God. Come out of your cave, walking on your hands, and see the world hanging upside down is a line in modern, um, modern pop culture from the band Mumford & Sons directly references our patron, St. Francis. Come out of your cave, standing on your hands. See the world hanging upside down. You can understand dependence when you know the maker's mind. That when we know our Lord, that we are totally dependent upon him, that we can live these lives of great and tremendous holiness. Totally dependent on God. We are hanging upside down in the middle of vast space. And our Lord and God loves us so much that he gives his own life for us and calls us to imitate him. Tonight we follow our patron, St. Francis of Assisi. We try to live more and more like Jesus Christ every day. We try to follow the gospel example. We know that the holiness of the saints holds up the church from falling down and that we know that hanging upside down, we can understand our total dependence on the person of Jesus Christ. And so we ask our patron tonight, our patron, St. Francis of Assisi, to pray for us, to pray for our parish, so that faithful to imitation of Jesus Christ, we too may rebuild his church, and each and every one of us may pursue the great paths and heights of holiness.